on so many trips as a female solo traveler. Well, if you want to know how I can travel so much, you might want to check out World Packers. World Packers is the safest community for travel and volunteering. With World Packers, I can travel, collaborate, and make an impact going virtually anywhere in the world for close to nothing. We love that. All I do is type in a location and World Packers will list experiences I can browse through. With homestays and hostels to social causes or animal care, I can choose what I'm interested in and apply for a work exchange. You can even read through reviews to see past World Packers experiences and determine if it's a good fit. All you do is enter the dates and apply with a message to your host. World Packers has been an awesome way for me to meet other travelers, make new friends, go on endless adventures, explore the world, and learn about myself. I'm actually in Italy right now, and I can't wait to come to you live from Albania next. I already have my entire year planned, and you can see for yourself by creating an account at worldpackers.com. But be sure to use code Coletti to save $10 today. World Packers, where will you go next? that my last episode cut off at 30 minutes because apparently now I can only record for 30 minutes on this browser. So I apologize for that cutting off mid-episode. I didn't want to delete and erase the entire episode. So thank you for bearing with me that it just ends in the middle of a sentence. (laughs) I think I was going somewhere with that, but I can't remember now. But anyway, this is my first episode that I'm recording from Italy. So I just wanted to take a couple moments and update you all. I've been getting a lot of questions on Instagram on my whereabouts and things like that. So I figured I'd make a quick update episode and then potentially read my newest blog post. I upload a blog once a month on my website, my waking up blog, which is lmcoletti.com back forward slash blog don't really know backslash forward slash but I wrote it on the plane while I was heading to Rome if you haven't checked it out also wanted to shout out a new partnership that I've been collaborating with called world packers so I have been asked frequently how I afford to travel so much which I haven't even traveled that much let's be honest it's just been like the last year that I've been kind of going to a lot of different places, but there's a website that I discovered called worldpackers.com and you're able to pick a volunteer project. You can work with them for, I think from a couple of days to a couple of months and you get free accommodation. Some of them are five hours a day while others are 32 hours a week. So it kind of depends what you're looking for your schedule. Um, but right now when I am in Roma, I am au pairing. So I'm a live in nanny and my newest Instagram post, I, I said, that's really not what I envisioned for my life at 28 years old, but here we are. And I just finished my first week. Well, it's been one week that I've been here and I've had an overall really amazing experience. Um, the family that I'm staying with is super kind and generous and wealthy AF. 
should I mention? So I'm legitimately living in a freaking villa in Italy and it's so much better than I had anticipated. So it's nice sometimes not knowing what to expect and then you're pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. So yes, check out World Packers. Another website that I've been using is Helpstay. So when we travel, right, the two biggest expenses I'd say are plane tickets, et cetera, and then accommodation. Hotels and Airbnbs can be anywhere upwards from 150 a night. So it's very pricey. So if you're looking for a free place to stay in exchange for a few hours of work each week, these are some good options. I've also heard of Workaway, but I'm not on that site, but potentially I'll check that out in the future. So right now I'm in Rome until May 28th, and then I will be going to Tirana, Albania. And tomorrow I'm actually going to Florence. Next weekend I'm checking out Napoli. So I plan on doing some weekend trips while I'm here. I work for maybe five hours a day, Monday to Friday, and then the rest of the time I have off is free. So I'm really blessed and privileged to have this opportunity. I plan to go to Colombia over the summer from July and August, and then from September. I don't know where I'll be. I'm kind of in a weird limbo spot right now where I'm trying to get the digital nomad visa for Spain, which allows you to work remotely with an American company and live in Spain. But it's it's been super difficult, y'all, for me to find a remote job. I did have an interview, and unfortunately, I did not get the position. But I found it kind of strange because the person that interviewed me kept texting me after I didn't get the job. So that was weird, but I don't know. I guess it wasn't meant to be. Now I interviewed with another company for a remote crisis counselor job, which would afford me the visa to live in Spain. However, I would have to start in the middle of June, which is a lot sooner than I had wanted. Truthfully, I would love to spend the next few months just not working and traveling. So I don't know what I'm going to do with that. I trust whatever is meant to be will work out. If it's not meant to be, then it'll fall away. And if it is, then I'll have to make some adjustments to my plans. But really excited to check out the rest of Italy as well as Albania and Colombia and then probably more of Europe in the fall. Lately, I've been getting an itch. I really want to go to Asia. I want to check out Bali, Indonesia. I would love to see Japan. I plan on spending some time in Istanbul, Turkey. So my heart's kind of been, you know, hunger, hungry, hungering for Asia. So maybe something's there for me. I'm not sure. I was never interested in going to Asia until fairly recently, but South America and Asia are definitely on my list as well as going back to Europe because I freaking love Europe so, so much. And I would love to go back to Romania. In 2018, I spent two or three weeks in Romania and I absolutely loved it. Turns out on my paternal side, it is 30 to 40% Romanian and then Spain. So I do have that Romanian blood in me. So maybe that's why I loved it so much. Didn't know it at the time, but that's super interesting. So well, I've been here, some things have been transpiring. You know, my security, my safety net is kind of 
gone. I'm really just living day by day. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but that's okay because my heart feels so happy when I got here. I just felt immense peace and clarity and affirmation that this is where I'm supposed to be. This was the right thing to do because quitting my nine to five job where I was paid good money, I was a director, it was in the field of what I'm studying for my future profession seemed outrageous. It didn't seem logical. It made absolutely no sense to me even, but I just, I felt my friend said this analogy the other day that I was a uprooted plant that was just fucking potted somewhere. And now it's about time to re repot myself, resoil and plant my roots somewhere else. And I have only one course left before dissertation. And then my dissertation for my PhD program is one to two years roughly. So while I'm afforded this flexibility to do schooling online, I really want to spread my wings and venture out there and explore because I am so curious about what the world has to offer. So that's where I'm at right now. I have been a little struggling a little with something that perhaps I'll get into on another episode lately, but so far so good. I'm, I'm really happy and I feel really content and at peace here. So let's get into my blog post for the month of April, which is called Italian Romance Gone Wrong. <laughs> and the subtitle, when we stop looking, what will we find? So I wrote this six days ago. Again, you can check this out in my sex and relationships category on my blog. So I'm going to start to read and maybe I will recap afterwards. Enjoy. When I arrived in Rome for the very first time, it was June 2022. I embarked on an adventure with a new friend who had a spare ticket to Italy last spring. When she told me she was going to Europe for two weeks and needed someone to go with, I happily accepted the offer. I was nervous because we had only been friends for three months, yet here we were planning to go to the other side of the world. Risky it was, but when I landed in Rome, I wasn't expecting much more than yummy gelato. Side note, this friend and I had met on Bumble. Bumble BFF, we met on an online dating app. Also, when I had gone to Rome the first time, y'all, I did not like it at all. If you're familiar with New York, it reminded me of the Bronx, except in Italy. So wasn't expecting to have such a heartfelt connection, soul connection to Rome, but needless to say, here we are. Rome was unlike anything I had ever seen. I was 27 in a miserable dead-end relationship and had recently started a promising big girl job. A lot was going on, yet simultaneously I was bored and craving change. I figured this would be just what I needed to fill up my desperately empty cup. There I was, glancing at the Trevi Fountain, which I, like many millennials, remember from the Lizzie McGuire movie. Ugh, my childhood. This was my childhood dream come to life right in front of my very eyes. There was a time in the 10th grade when my Italian class was supposed to take a trip to Italy. I had always wanted to go because growing up, I was told I was Italian. I was raised in an Italian family with Italian culture and Italian traditions. What better way to connect to my roots than to go to the motherland itself? And didn't they have really good pizza, pasta, and gelato galore? I drooled over my teacher talking about the Vespas, the beaches, the lifestyle, everything. 
So it became my dream to see Italy, but my 15-year-old self quickly grew disappointed after my father died, which did not allow me to go. I did take Italian for like eight years from seventh grade to 12th grade. Don't remember any of it, but I liked it at the time. Rome was big. It was bright. It was busy and beautiful, although a little smelly. All of the shops, the spots, the destinations, the restaurants, the people, the history, the boys. Did I mention the boys? With their Italian accents and sun-kissed skin. Well, it only took two days before I found my Paolo right by the Trevi Fountain, as did Lizzie. Well, not right by the Trevi Fountain, but sort of. It, it just makes the plot sound better. My girlfriend and I went to a water park called Hydromania which is like a smaller and cheaper splish splash for you folks familiar with Long Island. Nonetheless, we go in and spot a group of seemingly attractive boys, but they were too far to tell. There was nothing to really look at, and they seemed to notice us too, but the one in the middle. The one in the middle is mine, I announced. They left, and so we left and forgot all about them as we parted ways from the concession stand. There in the wave pool, our three amigos had seemed to find us again. They were doing flips, wrestling, and typical dumb boy things. My girl and I just wanted to scope the area from some hotties and soak up the Italian summer sun. Taking cute photos is necessary when you're on a girl's trip, and I had just the idea. How about you ask those guys to take our picture, I proposed. They were clearly checking us out, so why not, I thought. My friend goes up to my guy, the one I claim from the concession stands, and he walks up to us. I was nervous and anxiously looked away, pretending to do something very important with my flip-flops. Then I looked up and I saw him looking back down at me. Wow, looks a lot better this close-up was my immediate reaction. Hi, I shyly remarked. Hey, he said sheepishly. We took our pictures at the pool, which might I add, he took incredibly good shots. I was very impressed to this day. Thank you. What's your name? Ramatsan. What? Ramatsan. Ramza, I attempted. No, Ramatsan, but you can just call me Johnny. Johnny. I couldn't understand much of what he said, but his sweet little accent was music to my ears. Want to hang out with us? He asked. My friend and I looked at each other. We didn't have much better things to do, honestly, and that's where Johnny and I began. Johnny was 21. <laughs> I know, 21. Originally from Albania, but his parents left him to move to London. He scooped gelato right by the Trevi Fountain and was famous on TikTok for it. He lived with his grandparents until he was 16 when they died. He's been living alone ever since. My heart felt for him. So alone at such a young age. He must be lonely, I thought. He must feel abandoned, just like I do. I must be able to love him back to life. I wished. In a matter of two months, I fell in love with a 21-year-old Albanian-Italian TikToking gelato scooper. This is definitely not how I expected things to go. 
we hooked up the first night we met, which I had never done before, but went in Rome, as they say. He picked me up in his cute Italian Cooper and took me to a rooftop view of the city. I looked up and at that moment, I felt so alive. I felt young and naive and reckless in the best possible way. It was impulsive, it was gullible, and it was everything I dreamt it would be. We kissed on the park bench and there were negative sparks, might I add. He held me and called me Lorena. It felt so nice to be hugged, touched, kissed, and admired. Even though I was in a relationship, it was a while since I had felt a connection or any semblance of intimacy. Ram bought us food at one of his favorite restaurants, even though he made significantly less money than I did, he paid. He seemed sweet, thoughtful, playful, and cute. He was growing on me. I invited him back to my place because I wanted to spend more time with him and see where the night went. He comes to my Airbnb, we go to my bedroom, he lays on my bed and I laid on top of him. I look at him, he looks at me, we stare at each other and we both start laughing. We know what we're doing, but we don't want to say it. Would you like to have sex? Yes, I am very blunt. I need to work on this. It tends to catch a lot of people off guard, especially guys. I will save you the details, but we went on to have the most ecstatic, mind-blowing, hot, passionate sex that I have ever experienced in my 27 years on this earth, still to this day. I guess all it took was for me to leave the country, go to another continent with a man who doesn't speak the same language as six years my junior. Okay, I'm not saying what I did was right. I do not condone cheating, although I am guilty of it, yes. But I do not regret a single second of our encounter that night because at that moment with this stranger, unexpectedly, I felt empowered I knew what it felt like to have pleasurable, mutually enjoyable intercourse rather than feeling continually objectified and exploited. Sex that lacked consent, driven by fear, power, obligation, and manipulation. For the first time ever, this person showed me that it can be equally beneficial for both people. After we lay in bed talking until the sun came up. We cuddled, laughed, and cried. He showed me his family, and I learned about where he grew up. He told me about his first heartbreak. My head was on his shoulder, lying naked and completely bare next to him, but I didn't feel exposed or vulnerable. I felt safe. I felt protected. I felt like this could potentially be a problem. I saw him every day until I left Rome, and leaving him was incredibly hard because I had no clue if or when I'd ever see him again. And honestly, you guys, I did not expect to see him again after that. I didn't even expect to text or hear from him through the phone. I never expected him to call me. I thought that was that. But long story short, 
We stayed in touch. He'd call or text me every day and we'd video chat on WhatsApp for hours. He started strong, but as life would have it, he began to fall off as soon as I began to fall in love. He told me he loved me over the summer, but I'd slowly learned to calm John is the Albanian way of saying I love you like a sister. So here I am falling for someone who only cares for me like a family member. I feel hard, I felt deep, and I fell fast. At this point, I was out of that toxic relationship, feeling so thankful that that's what it took to finally end the abusive relationship. Now, my only issue is the man I'm in love with lives 10 hours away via plane on the opposite side of the world. At some point, things got lost in translation, and I assumed Rom and I were in some sort of long-distance relationship, although he had no clue. I planned to visit him in September, but after a fight because of TikTok, my trip was canceled two days prior. However, I returned in December looking to convince him that I'm the one he needs. He should cherish me forever. By this point, all the red flags could have painted a bloodbath. There was a part of me that saw the warning signs, but confused them with butterflies, as Halsey would say. He wouldn't call. He wouldn't answer texts. He'd disappear and block me for days, sometimes weeks. He mentioned multiple times, how he hates women and that all girls are whores. He never wants to be in a relationship again. He doesn't need anyone but himself. I clearly heard and I clearly ignored. When I went on my last solo trip in December, I was desperately seeking, looking to find God knows what. A part of me was missing. I felt empty. I thought the answer was to get as far away from my old life in New York as humanly possible. So I went back to the beginning where it all started in Rome. Countless fights later and after being left alone on New Year's Eve, Rome shattered my heart in a matter of four days. He told me he was never in love with me after I confessed my love to him. I left on New Year's Day with my heart to my knees Knowing if I had an ounce of self-respect in my body, I never let that boy see, touch, or hear from me again. So, do I think I found what I was looking for on my solo Euro trip? Well, yes, I do. I think I was looking to find joy, beauty, magic, wonder, inspiration, and awe. I got it all. I got the connection, the friendship, the love, just not how I originally pictured it. I found the healing, but not without the pain, grief, loss, rejection, humiliation, oh, so much humiliation and shame. The strength, the courage, the resilience I discovered inside were on the opposite of the loneliness, defeat, regret, and agony. It started with a broken heart and an attempt to find love, but ended with me finding the bravery to finally at least try to love myself a little bit more. Now I'm on another flight to Europe, heading straight to Rome, and I've realized that the purpose of this next voyage is not to seek, but to discover. I don't want to search, but instead to find, to attract rather than chase, to go in with an open, curious mind and allow myself to receive. 
I've been looking for something my whole life, but when does it end? When do I stop begging for crumbs? When do I quit running after people, places, or things that are the bare minimum? What happens when we let go of the need to get or achieve something outside of ourselves and pause? When do we allow what wants to find us to fall into place? I've been doing a lot of that lately, the fighting, the pulling, the pushing, the resisting, and I thought I knew what I wanted, but what I wanted was not always best for me. I saw the rejection and the no's and all of the ghosting, lots of ghosting, as signs I wasn't good enough. Something must be wrong with me. And so I felt something was missing inside that I could only fix through the outside But what if everything is falling apart so that better, more aligned things ultimately come together? Ram and I, if you wanted an update, well, we went through a rough patch of no contact. We were both blocked on each other's phones for weeks. This is probably for the best. I did cry every day for two months and I swore, I don't know how I'll get over him. Every song, person, place reminded me of what could have been. Yet here I am 10 months later, and I can truthfully say that the feelings have slowly but surely started to diminish. I'm done waiting for his calls, hoping he texts me, staring at old photos, asking myself why. What can I do to make him see me? They're all deleted, and the space he occupied in my heart, well, it's now starting to open for the possibility of something potentially new. To hold love for the relationship I am cultivating with myself. I still care for him a lot and he probably will always mean something to me, but the desire to convince him of my worth or trying to get him to acknowledge me and my value, it's it's gone away for the most part. We're civil and maybe one day we can have a relationship as acquaintances. The last year, he was my central focus, and today, I am my central focus. It took a very, 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 very brutal lesson, an expensive lesson to learn that all along what the universe wanted me to pay attention to was not some boy or some job or even some destination. It was trying to get me to uncover all that was in myself. It never had to be bought or changed, won or earned. I was looking out there, I was always here inside me, eagerly waiting to be found.